Hey there, welcome to the Life Organized Podcast. If you're a busy mom with lots to do, the Life Organized Podcast is here to help you get organized so you can have time to focus on what matters most. I'm your host, Jenny Layton, and today you are listening to episode number 35, When You Need to Say No. Okay, we're going to lead out today with just talking about an uncomfortable moment. We all experience it. We wish we didn't, but here goes anyway. We're going to zero in on that moment when you've just said yes to something that you know you should have said no to. All right, maybe it's an extra responsibility at work that you've agreed to. Maybe it's somewhere that you volunteer, like PTA or church, and you've said you'd do something. Maybe you've agreed to host a party or something at your house. Maybe you said yes to taking someone's kids, or maybe it's even your own kids that you said yes to. Like, yes, they can have friends over, even though it's not a good night for you. Or yes to your spouse, you'll run an errand, even though you do not have time for it. It doesn't feel great, right? You know what I'm talking about? That instant pit in your stomach that you get, kind of that regret, that overwhelm. You feel the pressure to say yes, but as you're pleasing other people, you're compromising on your own well-being. And that's such a tough spot to be in. It's pretty messy, right? Something that we need to organize because saying yes to stuff that we don't have enough bandwidth for creates a lot of clutter. We're going to get really technical about that today. I really want to demonstrate, illustrate to you what happens. It's important to learn how to say no. Okay, so let's talk about this. And I want to lead into this by doing a throwback to episode four. If you listen to this, you know, I love analogies, always kind of using these to illustrate what I'm talking about when it comes to organizing things, especially things that are intangible. And I personally think that one of my very best analogies is the time pantry analogy. Again, I talked about this in episode four, and I'm going to reference it briefly here. If you really want all of the juicy details, head over to episode four and give that a listen. But just for today, I'll just say the time pantry analogy gives you a new way to look at time. Again, time can be tough to organize. It's not like a pile of toys where, you know, you just have to, you know, put it all in a basket or a container and put it on a shelf with a label. I know that's how we organize those tangible things, but ask anyone to organize something like time and that's pretty tricky. You know, it's, it's this concept time that surrounds us every day. And how do we contain and label our time? How do we put that on a shelf? How do, how do we get our hands around what it is we're doing and how we're using time? Well, it can be a little easier to understand when we compare it to a pantry. Yeah, you heard me right. We're going to learn something about our relationship with time when we think about the way we relate to our pantry. I like to look at time like a seven-shelf pantry. Each shelf re- represents a day of the week And there's enough space on each shelf for all 24 hours. Okay, so can you see this picture like a walk-in pantry with seven long shelves? Got your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every shelf has its day. And then what goes on those long shelves are our activities that we choose to do during the hours of the day. Okay, can you kind of see where I'm going with this? All right, that first six to eight hour block of time is sleep, at least typically. So that's how we're going to fill that space. And then you have the rest of the shelf or this day that we fill up with the tasks that we do. So let's say we wake up and feed the baby. 
then we have a feed the baby container that takes up the first block of space or time on that pantry shelf. Maybe you go to work from nine to five. So you've got this big work container that fills up a pretty big stretch of your day. You know, when your kids go to school, that takes a big, a big chunk of their day. Maybe you run errands for a few hours. So that we're going to put that on the shelf next. And so you can start to see how anything you do, productive or not, it takes up space on the shelf. So even time spent like scrolling Instagram or watching Netflix, like it all gets a space on the shelf and it gives you this visual of how it is we're spending our time and how our tasks are fitting in to the time that we have allowed for them during the day. Is this making sense to you, this way of viewing time? Okay, so think about this scenario. Let's say you're coming home from Costco with a big case of microwave popcorn and maybe several big boxes of cereal, and you have to put those boxes away. The big question is, do you have open space in your pantry just waiting around for these big boxes? Probably not. I don't think most people do. So that means if you're going to put those things away, you have to sweep out of the way what's already there. So picture, you know, crackers, peanut butter, canned food, You're just sweeping that out of the way to make room for this big new box. All right, so you've got the box there. You found a place for that, but the new problem is where are you going to put that canned food and the crackers and the peanut butter? Where's that going to go? All right, metaphorically, this happens all the time when we say yes to something we don't have time for. Okay, so remember, you've got that pantry shelf that's full of this is when I sleep, this is when I feed the baby, go to work, clean the house, all of those things. And then you say yes to an extra work responsibility or some project. And it's like that great big Costco box of microwave popcorn. You bring it into your day. You make space for it by sweeping away all the other things that you have to do. And and where do those things all go? All right. Maybe those things that get swept out of the way are things like cleaning your house or exercising or getting dinner ready. Maybe it's time that you spend with your kids. So when you say yes to something and get that sick feeling afterwards, I believe it's because deep down you know that you're virtually sweeping away the tasks of cleaning your house or exercising or making dinner or spending time with your kids right off the shelf. And now you've got the challenge of squishing them into parts later in your day which is great, but you know, it's going to cause the same problem. It's going to disrupt whatever else it was you were going to do later in the day. You're just going to be sweeping something else out of the way to make room for these tasks. It's just kind of this domino effect. So my purpose in this episode is to give you a tangible way to look at your time when you say yes to something. And comparing it to your pantry can give you such a visual image on what is about to happen because you can literally visualize all the other activities that are getting bumped off the shelf or squished into another place that doesn't really have room for it. All right, but the good news is a lot of this stress can be avoided. It's tough because it's tempting to say yes to things that sound exciting or something you don't want it you don't want to disappoint someone else. But there's one thing you can kind of run through your brain, one little go-to a catchy little statement that can be a showstopper with all of this. It can just interrupt that tendency to say yes when you shouldn't. It can give you a second to slow down and really consider if this is worth bringing into your life. So this is it. I'm going to share it with you. Okay, drum roll. This is the tool I give my clients. It's just a simple phrase, and it is this. If I say yes to, 
fill in the blank, that I am saying no to fill in the blank. Okay, so I know this concept isn't rocket science, but slowing down, giving yourself a chance to think through it by using this phrase is game-changing. And it's amazing the way that this phrase can instantly bring focus into a situation. Okay, so for example, let's use it in this way. If I say yes to babysitting someone's kids this afternoon, then I am saying no to finishing that email I promised my boss I would have done by four o'clock. Or if I say yes to hosting that dinner this weekend, I'm going to be saying no to getting the garage organized like I've been planning to do all month. You kind of see? It just gives you an upfront visual of what a commitment is going to do to you, okay? I've noticed that this helps me in, you know, some of these situations where people are asking me to do something, but I've also noticed how this can help me just in the way that I'm thinking about how I want to spend my own time during the day. It can be pretty subtle. Let me give you a couple of examples. I'll be getting ready to go somewhere and I'll want to put the finishing touches on what I'm working on. So maybe I'm cleaning the house or, you know, doing home base like we talk about in the Get Organized Bootcamp and in also in episode two. But I can hear my own voice in my head say, if you say yes to perfect perfecting home base, you are saying no to being on time. And when that choice is sitting clearly right in front of me like that, I have to decide what's most important to me. And even though it's tempting to want to just hurry and finish up what I'm doing, most of the time, it doesn't keep me from wanting to be on time. I am able to recognize in that moment what I am saying no to, and I don't feel good about keep keeping people waiting. And so that's been really helpful for me in that situation. Here's another one that I think can be really helpful. Um, as the kids are getting home from school, I have this tendency to really want to just finish whatever it is I'm working on. And so it's really easy in that moment to start justifying. I'm only just, I'll just finish this up really quickly. The kids will be fine. But if I stop and ask myself, if you say yes to work or the project or whatever it is I'm working on, what are you saying no to? I realize I'm saying no to that time my kids really need that connection after school. They need to talk about their day We need to usually coach a little bit about some thoughts that they're having and what so-and-so said and how that made them feel. Missing out on this time usually leads to them shutting themselves away in their bedrooms, sneaking their phones in there, even though they'd know I don't like them to do that, or they'll get sucked into watching TV. And then once that happens, it's a real battle to kind of win them back, you know, to, to kind of stop that runaway train. So in those moments, if I consider all of that, if I say yes to this project, I am saying no to the well-being and the quality time with my kids after school and getting them, you know, started on a good, healthy, effective, positive afternoon. It changes the light of that situation and it, it helps me make, you know, the decision on really what does matter most. So I'm telling you, you've got to give this a try. This phrase will snap you right back into focus and give you the confidence and perspective that you need to say no when saying no is the right decision. Now, just to be fair, I do need to turn all this on its head and and talk about another perspective. We've got to be fair and acknowledge 
the other side of the coin, sometimes you can make room on the pantry shelf. Sometimes you have some flexibility or sometimes what you have on the shelf isn't as important as what you're considering saying yes to. So let's be wise about this. Let's weigh what is most important. We can reschedule those non-negotiable things. We can short up, shorten up our routines. Sometimes we can leave things undone. We can let go because remember from episode eight, done is better than perfect. We, everything doesn't always have to be perfect. And so let's just be really mindful of what has the most value. Sometimes we do need to say yes to something, even though it disrupts things a little bit. We just need to pivot and ask ourselves, you know, how can I do a shorter job, a smaller job, a less perfect job on these things that I am aware I'm still going to have to do, but in this case, it might be worth it. So learning to say no kind of becomes an art because there's many times it's in our best interest to say no, but there's other times that saying yes is right because it helps us be flexible, more creative, maybe show up and serve other people. So pay attention really to kind of how that makes you feel, that statement. If I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? And I think as you detect kind of where where the disruption is going to be the greatest, um, where it's going to leave you feeling the most disorganized and overwhelmed, we want to avoid that. So decide accordingly. But my guess is, that as you're starting to practice this and use this phrase, you're going to mostly realize that you're saying yes to some things that just aren't worth it when you think about all the things you'll have to say no to. So keep that in mind as you're using this tool. All right. So just to wrap up, it's been a fun conversation, but let's really hone in on what action you can take from this episode so you can really start seeing some results. And here's what I think will help. That tool, if I say yes to blank, I am saying no to blank, that is powerful, but it kind of needs to show up at the right moment. Um, It's great to think you're going to remember that, but it's really helpful when you can visually see it and that will prompt you to make that better decision. And I'm really sold on giving you some of these mantras on your phone. I know I've offered them in other episodes, but I feel like you always have your phone with you. And so... If this mantra could show up on your phone as a screensaver and you're looking at it often throughout the day, I think there's a higher likelihood that this little nugget of wisdom will show up at just the right moment to help you when you need to say no to something. So we're going to give it to you. Go to thehappygal.com slash no. I'll put that link in the show notes, but you can download the screensaver. We'll offer also offer it to you on your desktop so you can have that um, on your computer screen Also, you can print that to put on the refrigerator, the doors you go outside or, you know, on your bathroom mirror, wherever you like to remember things. But I just think seeing this often and repetitively is going to help you utilize this concept and this tool at the time that you most need it. All right. So I'll include the link in the show notes. But once again, you can go to thehappygal.com slash no and get your free download. And don't worry if you're intimidated by this idea and you're not sure how to do it. We'll include some instructions that will help you walk through it and make it easy so you'll know how to get that on your phone. Because I really think that could be a powerful way to help you remember this mantra and um, have a good experience with it. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for a few minutes. And just remember when you feel overwhelmed or frustrated or dissatisfied with life, the Life Organized Podcast is here to help you organize the clutter manage your time and master your mindset so you can make space for what matters most. We'll talk to you next time.